0: Learn more at marines.com. Now, I say this after bad games, so I'm going to go out of my way here to say it after a good one. Don't pay attention to outcomes. Pay attention to the stuff that matters. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Pirates 5, Yankees (laughs) 2. Yeah, that's right. Pirates 5, Yankees 2. Last night at PNC Park. I don't get all wound up when American League teams pass through town. I'm sure that I never will. I find it weird, and I'll continue to find it weird even once Major League Baseball goes to the completely balanced schedule next year, which, if you haven't heard about, is actually going to take place, meaning every team will make it to everybody's stadium at least once. This just. Like, does nothing for me. It's interesting to have had Jamison Town, Garrett Cole, Clay Holmes back in the fold. I could not care less about the Yankees. However, I can appreciate that there was the first sellout crowd since August 3rd of 2019. I also know very well that the overwhelming percentage of that crowd was made up of New Yorkers. And these were actually people who quote-unquote traveled well, to use the often misused term, because I saw New York plates all over downtown yesterday. And I can appreciate that a good time would have been had by all, just as I can appreciate the novelty, I guess you'd have to call it, of the Pirates now being 6-1 and against... The Dodgers and Yankees combined the two spending powerhouses in baseball. But I also know this, and not to be the mood killer here, but Jose Quintana was the best player in the game. Jose Quintana gave the Pirates a chance to win. Jose Quintana coming up with five terrific innings. Against New York's zillion dollar lineup. Sure, he had some help in the field, notably with Brian Reynolds' diving catch that saved a couple of runs. And he had a couple of line drives that were hit right at people. But part of the reason that you like having Quintana line up against that opponent, in addition to the fact that he was with the White Sox for a number of years, so the pinstripes don't do anything for him, is that he's not going to get phased whenever a good hitter executes a hit. You know, he's just going to. Keep working, and that's what he did in this game to his credit. But here's the thing. Quintana's not going to be part of this. Quintana's a virtual lock to be traded at the deadline. I'm not sure that Daniel Vogelback, who broke the ice early on by homering off of Tyone, I don't know that he's part of the future either. And that home run was actually kind of a big deal, even though one run is seldom gonna beat a lineup like the one that New York has. So you see where I'm going there? Well, believe it or not, it's it's not all like that. All I'm attempting to do here, as I do after their bad losses, is to keep the focus where it needs to stay for the remainder of 2022. And that is, of course, with the younger players. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and You do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Reynolds had a terrific game. I mentioned his catch also had a couple of hits. You'd like to see that. You'd like to see your best players rise up in a setting like that. Brian Hayes, you know, not so great. Still isn't having the kind of quality at-bats that he expects to have, that everyone expects him to have. But hey, Jack Zawinski, another homer. Kid's got 14 now. He's leading big league rookies by like a mile at this point. And did you happen to catch the look on his face as he's rounding first on his way to second once he realizes that the ball's out? There was a little bit of an extra hop to his step, too. That's what you want. That's progress. That's moving forward. That's building real confidence. Just like nobody can take Jack's three home runs away from him on Father's Day. Nobody can take away that moment against that opponent. Good, good stuff. How about O'Neill Cruz's sack fly in a difficult situation. This was something that Derek Shelton called attention to after the game on his own, pointing out what he felt was going to be a tough matchup for Cruz. He wins it, gets the ball where it needs to go, brings the run home. Cruz's batting average, for whoever it is that still looks at batting averages in this day and age, Is now below 200, but he's got 14 RBIs in 16 games, and RBIs are an old school stat that very much still counts. And incidentally, and parenthetically here, if you looked at the Yankees lineup going into this game, the one that's making and earning the zillion dollars that it gets paid. You saw a whole lot of 250, 240. That's just the nature of the way the game is right now. Players are going for launch angle. They're going for home runs. It's strikeout, walk, home run. Strikeout, walk, home run. So the numbers that matter aren't your batting average. The numbers that matter in the modern game, maybe this will change, are really your OPS, which is your on-base plus slugging percentage, because it puts it all together. Cruz just got here. He's doing just fine. The other young player, who of course made an impact, came right at the very end. And that was David Bednar, getting to go through the tougher part of the New York order and finishing up by freezing Aaron Judge with just an unfair curveball. He's pumping, 97, 98, 97, 98, and then he pulls the string, and there's a little bit of extra tail to it as well, and just catches the outside corner, home plate ump gives it to him, and rightly so. It was there. It was a really good call, in addition to everything else. Gets all demonstrative, and the Pittsburgh portion of the crowd loves it and loves the whole thing, and it's wonderful and outcomes are great and they'll be greater when this team has more of these types of players who are involved in this process. Only thing I want to say, not raining on the parade, just pointing out that what you saw in this game with due respect to the others who contributed, who played their part doesn't matter without what Quintana did and that's what this team is still missing that reliable starting pitcher or group of starting pitchers to come up and make these games fair fights that's what Quintana did he leveled the playing field for everyone else led his teammates out there and said listen I got you five really good innings here Okay, I kept these guys at bay now do something but they did. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from Mark, who says Great game, DK. Great atmosphere, great crowd. This was a fun night to be at the ballpark. Can we arrange? An entire season against the Yankees, Angels, Dodgers, White Sox, Red Sox, Mets, Phillies, and the Braves. You know, Mark, I know you're joking, but I do believe, and way more important than that, Derek Shelton believes, that there's something that locks a team in when they know they're facing a really high-caliber opponent. Now, it's... Not that they don't try when they're facing, you know, the Reds or uh, the Cubs or teams like that. It's not that the effort isn't there, but what you can lose in those settings is the same level of focus. Maybe the best way to describe that is a healthy fear of getting embarrassed. Look at it this way if you're a kid, if you're one of the new guys, rookie, and you're in a situation where uh, the ball is hit to you, it's kind of a 50-50 play, you're not sure exactly what to do, you're already going to be tuned in to the atmosphere around you. And you're either going to rise up to it or you're going to shrink from it. And the one thing I've picked up from a lot of these pirates, these younger guys that I've spent a lot of time with this season is that there's an overflow of confidence. Not cockiness, but confidence. They know they're good. They feel they're good. They're not going to be perfect. And maybe sometimes something does get a little bit too big for them because I don't have another way to explain how Diego Castillo lost that ball on the transfer there in the ninth inning that looked like it was opening the door up for the Yankees. But I don't think it's a coincidence that the best baseball that the Pirates have played this season, once again, independent of outcomes, have been a Against these types of teams, I think these kids have sat there in a dugout and looked across the field, and instead of thinking to themselves, man, I can get that guy's autograph or something. Not that they asked for autographs, but you know what I'm saying. And instead of doing that, they say, man, would it be cool if we could beat them? You know, they still, this past week, were talking about the Dodgers. They were still talking about what happened out in Los Angeles. And good, that's wonderful. That's what you want. It's all part of that whole growing thing. But so is applying that same focus, that same locked in intensity whenever you're going against the Cubs and the Reds, and there's, you know, 2,000 people in the seats, wherever that's got to happen as well anyway there's another game today if the pirates sweep the yankees right after sweeping at dodger stadium i would certainly hope that they would lead every national episode of sports center from now until the next time they lose i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of pirates we will do another one of these tomorrow